Welcome to the Fifth Dimension. Hey, weirdos. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Fifth Dimension podcast. I'm Juan, and over there is my co-host, Luis. What's up, weirdos? Last episode, we continued our talk about superheroes and villains, which led us to a segment of a 1v1 battle between Nightwing and Leonardo. Now, I think I was in the camp of Nightwing. I was really hoping Nightwing would pull off the upset. Um, but it seems like after we went through this, uh, the, the power, uh, what do we call it, Luis? Uh, the Power the, scales? Yeah, the power scales. Uh, we, ter- we, we determined by just by that, uh, that power scale alone, that uh, Leonardo would likely win that battle. I think it was, it was handily, like it was a very lopsided win. No, it was actually by two points. Uh, was it? Leonardo beat him by, I think by two points. By two points, OBD. then this fight would be super, super close. Yeah, oh yeah. I think the, I mean, if we're going off by the, uh, by the episode, I think what the X factor was uh, that got Leonardo the win was actually him being a mutant, right? Him being, yeah. Slightly tougher than um, Nightwing, and of course his uh, patience to deal a, a a strong or fatal blow. Now, as of this publishing of this episode, we were on Instagram asking our audience uh, who would win between the battle of Nightwing and Leonardo, and you all have overwhelmingly decided that Leo would win that uh, that battle. I think there was only two people that voted for Nightwing. I was among them. I I did vote for Nightwing. But yeah, it was decided that uh, Leo would win that fight. And he did. And he did. It was a very close match. Very close match. Um, I, like I said, it was like two point difference from our power scaling, right? Right. Uh, we should definitely do that again. I think we should definitely do that again. Oh, definitely. We'll have a future installment of uh, 1v1s. I think these are more interesting. And I think it sits in a little bit more realistic. Um, as we said in the previous episode, uh, some uh, YouTubers and others would just kind of find random reasons why these why these characters would even encounter each other. But uh, yeah, that was really good. But as we were nerding out and kind of uh, looking at our characters and figuring out what they would do in such a hypothetical fight, I, it did take me down a uh, memory lane, uh, so to speak. Uh, some nostalgia kind of washed over me. I thought about our past experiences, and I wonder if we remember them the same. Uh, I guess what I'm I'm trying to allude here to is memory continuity, right? Have you heard of the Mandela effect, Luis? Uh, yeah, to some effect, I've heard about. It. I've seen videos and clips on social media and YouTube, um, but that's about it. Um, I think it's just the idea where um, there was a, a drastic change in, um, I guess, a, a drastic change in realities and a shift in reality. And because of that, there's a changes in timelines and events or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from what I've read and observed, the, there are a ton of theories and ideas that attempt to explain this phenomenon. It's so prevalent that even now scientists have gone in to study this very odd experience that people are, you know, coming forward with. Yeah. Um, so I think the most prevalent example of the Mandela effect is who the effect is named after, right? Nelson Mandela. Uh, and that everyone who takes this theory uh, or this effect believes that 
believes it and claims that Mandela died back in the 90s, but then are shocked to find out that Mandela actually lived up, to, up until 2013. Wow. And yeah. you know what? I, I've read some of that, uh, of people experiencing kind of that dissonance of, they thought that a leader or some person had already passed away and only to find out either they're currently living or they passed away a little bit later in the quote unquote perceived timeline, right? Uh, which is kind of crazy to me. I, I I still struggle with this idea that are we misremembering things or maybe we're merging things or maybe these two things were uh, right existing and maybe somehow merged together and we're just we're just not remembering it or how we're not correctly re recalling how that happened. Um, but I've read in various published articles from reputable reputable organizations, observers think that this may not be a timeline jump or a hop into a different dimension. Uh, to put it plainly, right now, scientists think that we are just remembering events and locations incorrectly. Yeah, uh, so I think what boggles most people or what's, what's getting everybody caught up with this Mandela effect um, is that the facts are too staggeringly drastic, right? Like you just mentioned, how is it that they remember a significant event like the death of a leader and later find out that the leader is still alive? You know, like you just said, what could they be, what could they be misremembering or what? Where is the erroneous recollection, right? Right. Where, right. where did it? Where is it going wrong for them, right? Where is this? Exactly. Yeah. Where is this memory coming from, and why is it erroneous? Absolutely. I think there are a lot of different things in our lives that we either have a concrete memory about. Like I, I, I remember you and I growing up uh, with with Jose and our siblings, and I remember cookouts. I remember uh, playing and. Uh, getting on our bikes, running down the street. I remember that. That's a concrete memory. Uh, when we pass those memories uh, and talk about those memories, it's it's reinforced and validated, right? Um, uh oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, excuse, go, go, me, go, go, go. excuse me, excuse me. So it's validated through us because we shared that experience, right? But right. What we forget what we forget is when we ask our parents. Let's say when we ask our parents, they're like, "No, it, that's what happened, but not exactly how you guys are thinking." Huh? So they would even check our our own memory, our own recollections of things and say, yeah, that did happen, but not what you think. Okay. You know, a perfect example of that is the, the whole thing with the uh, final. Remember that guy? That oh, yeah. For the audience who, who don't know about our story. Uh, so we grew up in Los Angeles, California. Um, and in our collective memory, me and my brothers, uh, we, we, we remember either correctly or incorrectly that we were kidnapped. At least that's what I assume. Uh, or we were be being taken somewhere. Uh, our parents have since debunked it and said, no, that's not what, I mean, it happened, but not the way you think it happened. Yeah. That's essentially what you're saying. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get to. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later as the episode progresses, but okay. I think uh, that has some, maybe this has something to do with it, but we'll get to it later, man. Sounds good. Um, but I have a question for you then, because you and I, uh, going through high school, we were very good about history. We were really good about kind of quizzing each other always. I felt like you were in uh, in high school because we were both both in the same grade. You were my history rival. Like I wanted to do outdo you at every point and turn. And we had the same teacher too for history. So I wanted yeah. to make sure I, I studied. I did everything I can to to do this. So I have a quiz for you. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Man, I, hey, I already left school. Man, don't fucking quiz me. Bro. <laughs> Why you do this? Uh, because hey, 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 we. I got to do it. I got to do it. Do you remember when apartheid ended in South Africa? Bro, shit. I don't, you know what? Fuck. 
you know, this is probably going to bite me in the ass. And damn it, man, you're really quizzing me out here with this stuff. Uh, fucking, you know, okay, so we did have the rivalry in the history class, but you know you were Mr. History Buff, right? You even went to school for this kind of stuff. College for, uh, for, uh, for your degree in history. So I kind of, I very feel much put in a spot right here, and I feel like I'm going to fuck this up. But was it around, like, 2010? No? Oh, my gosh. I mean... You're not, you're, you're about 20 years too late. Uh, actually, South uh, apartheid in South Africa ended in May 1990. Um, yeah. So your theory about things and how we remember things and how drastically different we remember them, uh, it, it's, a, it's a valid theory. Okay, so what happened in 2010 that made me think 2010? If it, if it was actually in the 90s, why the hell would I think 2010 for apartheid ending? Is it just my ignorance or was there... An event that made me think this, because there's no, I mean, 20 year difference. Damn, man, that's a lot. And that damn, I, I guess I failed history. Fuck. Uh, but no, you didn't. I mean, yeah, I, maybe I heard the death of Mandela <laughs> in like 2013 and linked that to apartheid. I don't know, man. See, I don't even know. Shit. It, it, it's, 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 it's very interesting. This phenomenon is very, very interesting. Um, but to be honest, I was stunned to learn about apartheid that had ended in 1990. Honestly, I thought it was earlier than that uh, because, uh, right? You're a history, like, you're Mr. I'm history, a history right? major. I'm a, yeah, exactly. And I thought I would remember it, but I can I can definitely claim and certainly look at my own memory. And what I what I recall, recall and remember is racism and civil rights and all of that is intertwined with the 1960s civil rights movement. So it made me think that apartheid ended earlier. That no way it should have existed in the modern times. Um, Another example of this is uh, how we remember uh, companies, brands, logos, uh, because uh, do you remember Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Do you remember the original three mascots? Actually, no, I don't. You don't remember the three bakers? Cinnamon the... Toast Crunch or you mean Rice Krispies? Uh, so Rice Krispies has those three little elves, right? As the yeah. three elves that make the Rice Krispies. Cinnamon Toast Crunch originally had the three uh, bakers. It was the the old dude. There was a tall oh, guy, yeah. the short little uh, short little dude. Yeah, and the yeah, cinnamon toast crunch. Eventually, they they evolved their logo and brand to right now. It's just the cinnamon squares. It used to be just right the three dudes. Then it evolved to the one baker, and then it evolved to uh, the the just the tiny squares now. Yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah, yeah. I remember the the three bakers, the tall skinny one, the old middle one, and then the short. The short, the short younger one. Yeah. 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 So it's crazy, right? When we think about those things and we think about uh, how lo logos evolved, uh, I'm going to ask you this now. I'm going to ask you another question. Don't mean to put you on the spot. Do you Damn, remember dude. the, do you, do you remember the fruit of the loom logo? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So do you remember it as a group of fruit or fruit pouring out of a cornucopia? Uh, <laughs> uh, for the loom, I miss Johnny's. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember it as the cornucopia and fruit. Okay, see, a lot of people remember that too. They remember that there was a, a the cornucopia attached to fruit of the loom, but fruit of the loom has come out and said we've never had the cornucopia in our logo. It's only the bundle of fruit. That's it. That's crazy, bro. Because I remember, I remember remember that cornucopia too like i remember this unless i mean we could be misremembering or confusing 
are associating the cornucopia with Thanksgiving images or commercials dealing with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, maybe Fruit of the Loom commercials during Thanksgiving. I don't know, man. I really couldn't tell you. That, so but, yeah, Exactly. And it's, yeah. it's crazy, right? Like how we remember things. Um, thinking back on it, I, and you know what? There's, um, you're, you're having me jog kind of my memory that we will always get those Thanksgiving ads uh, from the grocery store in Norwalk. Uh, that featured the like a buck toothed little boy holding like a paper bag or holding uh, something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah I, re- I remember that grocery store in Hawaiian Gardens. Yeah, 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 Hawaiian yeah. Gardens, where the the store had a like the the paper bags had a picture of like this buck tooth kid wearing a straw hat. And exactly, they used the cornucopia in their in their bags and in their marketing. But again, I maybe we're just misremembering. Maybe we're just just from uh, misremembering things, despite how passionate we feel about them. Because I remember that store, and I swear to God, that kid had a was next to a cornucopia. But I don't remember. I don't remember that well. No, no, no. I, I think you're right because, and I, here's what I remember: is uh, that store in particular, that supermarket, would hand out weekly flyers, like it would have them ready for the customers and everything. And I remember, uh, oh, it was called Pioneer. Pioneer. Oh my gosh, man! That's Pioneer a- Market, I think. Pioneer Market. Uh, but those flyers, um, maybe we associated the Thanksgiving, the cornucopia, all of that, like you just said, with when we when we look at the fruit of the loom logo, it was just a bunch of bundle of fruit. Our memory immediately go, went back to, hey, this looks like a grocery ad, or maybe this looks like like Thanksgiving ad. So um, that is um, very much what scientists are thinking is we likely got our wires crossed, and that. The, while the cornucopia never existed in the Fruit of the Loom logo, that we are just kind of mixing up how we remember things. Um, but why would we do that? Um, like, well, like I mentioned earlier, I think, I think what we could attribute to is, I mean, we were just children at the time. True. Our brains and minds were not fully developed. I mean, maybe everything seemed larger than life and, or maybe threatening. Some would say traumatic, you know, as a child, everything could be traumatic. So I don't know, maybe things were just bigger and larger in life that we thought. And, you know, and like I said, uh, like alluded to about the commercials, maybe we're just confusing or we're associating Thanksgiving with Fruit of the Loom. I, I think so. I mean, I think there's a variety of things that are happening there to entertain the Reddit conspiracy, just to entertain it and see and look at it. Right. Is it possible that we have memory of these things? Because one, it actually did happen. And we somehow slipped into a different universe time stream or popped into a different dimension or did our brains being that young, were desperate to make a connection and make sense of the world around us. So I want to, I want to encourage us, Luis, to entertain option number one. What if, what if everything just kind of skipped? Did we experience a time slip somewhere? Like a shift in reality. Yeah. I mean, my first question would be what caused this slip or shift and how did it go seemingly unnoticed, you know? Yeah. As Reddit claims, and again, I've read some of the, the Reddit boards and, and seeing what, what is out there, a, a black hole or a wormhole distorted our timeline. Events, locations, items, memories, etc., would have merged in some sense to create this new reality. What we wouldn't say, well, and part of it is we wouldn't sense it because our collective brains cannot process, process faster than the speed of light. This vaguely reminds me a little of the flash flashpoint paradox. Uh, when Flash runs back in time to save his mom, 
but ends up changing the future as a result. I was just going to say, you know, this whole thing about the wormhole and distorted timeline, it sounds like something out of a comic book, you know? <laughs> really, like, there's no real, like, it's a very sci-fi explanation, but offers no concrete evidence to support it. Yeah, um, I mean, when, when did this shift supposedly happen is my thing. Absolutely. It's not that something or someone went back in time, I, I don't think, right? But it, no. it would be physically extraordinary to do that. If we were to give this idea any credence, we must acknowledge that a black hole would have outright just done away with civilization. The world, the universe as we know it would be gone. Uh, a wormhole would be plausible, uh, but time would have warped to the point that it changed our continuing timeline. And we would have memories of that warp, I think. At least in, in, my, in my little, not very scientific mind, I think we would have flashes of a prior life or prior timeline, at least recognition of it. Um, but that is what some of the Redditors believe, but I still have a hard time accepting it. I mean, I do too. I, th I think it's because one, it's very hard to accept, um, but if we're entertaining the idea, I think I heard somewhere like in, in 2012, People are saying that maybe the shift happened during 2012 uh, mm. because of the whole Mayan calendar thing in 2012. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. So maybe maybe there's that. I don't know. Um, I don't really buy into this this uh, Mandela effect or this conspiracy. Um, but like you said, let's just entertain this. What other examples do you have of Mandela effect? So here's some other examples uh, of the Mandela effect is... And, and, and mind you, a lot of people are really, here's what I've noticed. They stick onto company brands and logos because that's easier to remember. And I think Mandela is the only real kind of physical person that we could say, oh, but people thought that he died in the 90s, but he really died in 2013. But when we latch onto company brands and logos, people misremember those pretty, pretty easily. Like, uh, what do you remember? Uh, do you remember the... Um, the peanut butter, how many peanut peanut butter brands do you think there are? Shit, I don't know. Countless, I would guess. So. Oh, absolutely, right. You got the store brands. Then you've got the generic. The, the generic. Then you got the major players, right? Like uh, Jif. Oh, that government peanut butter. <laughs> the government. Okay, so four. Let's <laughs> four or five. Uh, a group of four or five. But you got the major, the major ones, right? Jif and Skippy. Was there ever one that was called Jiffy Luis? See, this is the one that gets me because I always remember a Jiffy, right? Yeah. I remember the Jiffy. Uh-huh. But I, I come back to this. Maybe it was just us trying to make it sound like Skippy by calling it Jiffy. Yeah. But I would, I would assume that some, there's someone out there saying, you know, uh, no, there was a thing called Jiffy. And I even have proof or something like that. But Oh, my gosh. I think yeah. at this point, anyone can really do anything, call it a hoax or whatever, but it, it's, it's hard to believe, right? It's hard to believe that we remember something like that and said, hey, there was a Skippy and a Jiffy, but it would make sense to say it's Skippy and Jiffy, right? Because they're, comp they're competing brands. Yeah. Yeah. So you would just kind then, of then we come to find out that it was just called Jif. Yeah. It was Jif. All right. In Star Wars. Uh, it was uh, The Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader does that huge reveal. Do you remember that famous quote or line? 
Yeah. Uh, it's Luke. I am your father. Right? No. It is not Luke. I am your father. Because it's Luke not- responds, you killed my father. And Vader says, no, I am your father. See, that's what gets me too, you know. That's, I mean, this, this, is, this is the thing about this, the Manel effect, right? We're going to say, well, okay, well, we remember it. We almost remember it, not vaguely, right? We remember it concretely that he said, Luke, I am your father. Ah, uh-huh. But I don't, but like, again, why would we think this? Is it because, again, that's how, what, a cinema father would talk to his son or a, a cinema a son talking to his father? It, it could be, right? Like the writing styles, or maybe we yeah. as a society adjusted the quote to make it make sense for us. Maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. Here's, a, here's okay. another one. And this it's, is going to trip out more examples. Here's gonna. This one's gonna trip out the uh, babies. So all of us, uh, the the elder millennials. Do you all remember the Berenstein Bears as Berenstein B E R E N S T E I N or Berenstein B E R E N S T A I N? I remember it as Berenstein Bears. The E, or the E. Ah, interesting. Why do you think we we remember things like that? Why, why do you, because okay, here's here's my here's yeah, my theory of why we, we misremember this. We probably, I mean, we I think we already were aware we were aware of um, uh, was R.L. Stein. Yeah. So I think that there's where the mix-up comes in. Ooh, ooh, you're right. So we might have just put Stein. We see Stein all the time with R.L. Stein's work. So when we saw Bernstein. And when we heard Bernstein, we just said Stein as an S-T-E-I-N. That's it. Like R.L. Stein. I, I think you're right. And, and when you're conditioned to think that, it, the words just kind of, that's how you write it out. Um, I can't remember. And I'm trying to find the article. And I'll, hopefully I can, I can link it to our podcast here. But uh, there's also a suggestion saying that the author, um, while trying to distribute many books of the Bernstein Bears, uh, possibly quite possibly one of the publishers uh, in, in making the final copy might have made a mistake in including the E-I-N, which could have made, could have contributed to our, uh, uh, to that. So there, there's a lot of uh, theories. I think yours is a little bit more prevalent that we're, we're, we're misremembering that because it's, uh, it's, we're associating with something else. I think so. You have any other examples? All right, all right, all right. Here's another one. Um, do you remember? Uh, and and this is kind of like a, a famous one. Uh, the Oscar Mayer logo. The Oscar Mayer logo. Okay. Now, do you think that Oscar Mayer has an A or an E in its last name? I'm going to go with the E, Oscar Mayer. So, e. two, okay. So, Oscar Mayer. Uh, yeah. And you are and you're right. Most people, though, swear that, well, you're, you're saying E, right? Uh, yeah. So, it's actually M-A-Y-E-R. I thought it was E, too. I thought it was M-E-Y-E-R, 
but it's no, it's M A Y E R. And it's, they say it's always been like that. And then sometimes I feel like society is gaslighting us. It often feels like that, right? Especially with this uh, Mandela <laughs> effect, conspiracy or theory. Um, but again, I, I'm, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, and I'm going to lean to things that make sense to me, right? Yeah. And I think, I immediately think of Occam razor, Occam's razor here. Okay. Right? When I hear claims like this. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, what, what is that? What is, what is Occam's razor? Because our audience may not know what that is. Okay, so Occam's razor is a term used in philosophy, uh, and it states, and I'll paraphrase it just the way I understand it, and I think it's just the most plausible answer in any or most claims is um, the most the most plausible answer is the most reasonable explanation. All right, so... So, example, you hear something go bump in the night. Uh -huh. You think to yourself, oh, shit, it's a ghost or a fucking demon after me. But you forget that you own a cat and there's boxes in the living room, right? Yeah. Out of the two, what is the most plausible and reasonable? The I mean, the extraordinary claim of demons and ghosts coming after you? Yeah. Or the most reasonable explanation, the cat in the box. Cat in the box. You're right. You're right. I think uh, we overpsych ourselves or overthink uh, uh, the most obvious answer. So, in plain English, just to reiter what, reiterate what you just said, the most obvious answer to our hypothesis. To our hypothesis is likely the answer uh yeah something like that okay um so i can see why people can come up with various conclusions on why we remember you know certain events certain things logos even um i, I think the mandela effect has just this weird effect on company brands and logos uh and events and how we remember them so i'm curious to see like hey, well, hold on excuse me excuse yeah, me, excuse me. Yeah, 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 excuse yeah. what's up so here's another one that i just thought of What's and up? it deals with, again, logos, right? Uh, yeah. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Everybody knows Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you remember how he's portrayed? Because the, the, the Mandela effect here is that some people remember him with suspenders on his shorts and then some with no suspenders on his shorts. How do you remember him? Man, I, I, I always thought he had suspenders. Same here. But apparently, I guess he doesn't. He doesn't have suspenders? Hold on. Yeah. I need to look this up. I need to look real, real, real quick. For the audience, I'm just uh, going over to my Firefox web, web browser just really quickly. Mickey Mouse. Right? Suspenders? Or no? Suspenders. And, and that's how I type it. Uh, he doesn't. Right? Oh, my God. What? Yeah. So that's another one yes. where people think, oh, you know, the effect is that we, we remember him having suspenders, but he doesn't have suspenders. He, and another one like this, another logo or a very uh, familiar uh -huh. character is Pikachu with his tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Pikachu. That one's, that one's easy. So, Pikachu has the uh, solid yellow tail, right? Well, see, here's where we, here's where we branch off. I remember him having a yellow tail with a black tip at the end of his tail. Stop. If you say he does have a, 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 a tip at the, at the end of his tail. Hold on. I need to, for the audience, I'm looking up Pikachu right now. I, I, used, I, I loved Pokemon uh, back in high school. Like, kept up with it. Um, are you serious? He, did he have a tip? I guess he didn't. Stop. I remember him with the black 
tip at the end of his tail. But I guess according to the Mandela effect is that now he doesn't or something. He like never that. did? Or it I, never did? I don't know. It's Pikachu tail. It's these damn things, man. It's so weird. Yeah, it is. It's so strange. I could have sworn. What? Okay, you're right. It's saying he never had a he never had a tip. He never had his tail colored ever. What? Strange shit. I'm telling you. Pikachu's tail was never black. It may have been seen with shade on its tail every once in a while, but it was never actually black. It was completely yellow, save for the patch brown as a, on his base of the tail. The only real exception to this was when Pikachu was a Pichu. So we're probably merging the Pichu with oh, Pikachu. And here's, an, here's another example. The Monopoly Man. Okay, this one was... The, when, we, when we talked about it off, uh, off the program, uh, I always remembered him with a monocle. I always, I always remembered, remembered him with a monocle. He had sure. the, the one little lens piece. Always. Mr. Moneybags, right? Yeah. Because he was rich. That was like the monocle was the, the symbol of the rich. Yeah. But again, now, now they're, according to the effect, is he never had. Stop it. Or he doesn't have the monocle. He never had the and monocle. And my explanation to this is that maybe we confused them with Mr. Peanut, the guy that actually wears the monocle. Right? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could totally see that. But how? How? I, it almost in my memory almost physically manifests the monocle on Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, same here, but I guess he doesn't really have it. Wow, that is crazy. That is insane. So where did we land with all this? Uh with with how we remember things and 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 the conclusions that we were coming up with and what people are saying on Reddit, where are we landing with this? <laughs> I mean, shit, listen, we live in a world where strange phenomena occur, right? I think everybody can agree with that. And in some, in some cases, science, science can't explain it. Science can't explain some of the phenomena that happens. But that doesn't mean we should dismiss reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier about Aquaman's Razor, as cool as it sounds to think of shifting realities and glitches in the matrix, right? I think we should just leave that for imagination, comics, movies, and entertainment. Um, Cause oh wow, it sounds so it sounds so fantastic. It sounds such an extraordinary claim, right? But let's face it, uh, what's more reasonable to accept: a shifting reality which causes changes in timelines, or maybe just our minds and memories are very poor, and because of that, we have to make erroneous recollections. You know? Absolutely. So here's where I landed with all this. Uh, I agree. I echo that our memory is faulty. Hell, people have been prosecuted in court with very flimsy evidence about memory recollection. And that's why sometimes memory recollection in courts uh, are very, they're grilled to a very fine point to make, to help lawyers, right? And lawyers and prosecutors determine whether or not they have a case because uh, the- Well, eyewitness testimony now is almost yeah. not obsolete, but it's, it's not one of the best evidence for, uh, for evidence, I guess it's not. It, yeah, it's absolutely not the standard for uh, to providing evidence, because uh, as as we've already kind of laid out there, during this entire episode, maybe we just remember things incorrectly, especially as you said, Luis, uh, growing up, our our minds are malleable and very young. So we make associations, merge associations. And when we grow up and we look back at it later, we're like, why did I think like that? Or 
why why do I remember it like this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange phenomenon for sure uh, with our memory, but I mean, if, if we are if we know if we can accept the fact that we make errors, right? We're only human, right? We're only human. We we make a ton uh, of errors. If we could close I, out the episode with uh, with that song, I'm only human after all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, come on now, right? As as cool as it sounds, like I said already, as cool as it sounds to be shifting in realities and glitching in matrixes stuff, but uh, I strongly, I strongly suggest, I strongly suggest that uh, our listeners read a demon, a demon haunted world, science as a candle in the dark by Carl Sagan. Uh, it's a really good book. Um, yeah, it's quite a read, but it's really good. In it, Sagan explains the intrigue of mysterious phenomena, right, in the world. And he explains how science can help us, science as a tool to help us understand the world around us without having to resort to superstition and outlandish conspiracies, you know? And that's why I'll continue to say, and I'll always say it, um, and you'll always hear me say this, realize your realization of reality elevate your consciousness man that that is a deep and what a great way to really dive into this and have you say that about our consciousness and about elevating uh where we are in reality absolutely folks with the crazy things happening in this world and with the bulletin of atomic scientists set, stating that we have 90 seconds until midnight let's make every effort to be kinder to each other thank you all so much for listening to this podcast or at least or at least have a memory <laughs> being kinder to each other have the memory to be kinder to each other. I like that. Um, thank you all so much. Be erroneous. Maybe you weren't. <laughs> we're going to continue being very interactive on Instagram. So we're going to be posting questions. Feel free to interact with us. If you want to say something, say your piece uh, about this uh, episode, or feel any. free to record yourself, send it over to us uh, on a message, and then uh, we'll see if we can uh, you know, feature you for a little voice memo uh, segment on the podcast to say, uh, letters from the from the audience, or uh, we could call it audio memos from the from the uh, from the audience. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to hear from everyone. Uh, and just so you know, Luis, from the previous episode, you had stated that Andrew Garfield's great, blah blah blah, awesome. Uh, our poll had concluded uh, overwhelmingly. Tobey Maguire is the decided Spider Man. No, 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 no. See here, this is where you're misremembering stuff. <laughs> see, you see. You said Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker. I think Andrew that Garfield is the best <laughs> Spider-Man. No, no, no. I never I said I said that's it. Good night everybody. <laughs> Have a good day. Well, I guess the program ended. Uh, you, that that you make a great point. Uh, you make a great point, but I will still stick with Andrew Garfield was very charismatic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, we already talked. About, I mean, unless everybody wants to talk about this, I mean, shit. I mean, we could devote a whole episode. I'm a Spider Man. I consider myself a Spider Man expert, and I feel like I could draw this one hour to a one hour episode. You probably could, man. Maybe even longer. <laughs> God damn, you and Spider Man, bro. I'm telling you. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, feel free to suggest any topics to us uh, right now. Uh, also, another poll update. Uh, our listeners will either want us to talk more about movies or bring in another co-host. 
another co-host. Jose, if you're listening, we have a spot for you. Yes, sir. Mr. Captain. <laughs> uh, but I will say this person knows who you are and they suggested your, your wife to be part of the podcast. She'll never do it, bro. <laughs> She'll never do it. <laughs> well, the spot is always open for any guests, featured guests. Uh, me and my brother, we we talked about this already to say anytime we talk about any topics that someone feels like they're a little bit more of an expert than us about it. And we're not we're not going to say we're experts in everything. So oh, we all know. Obviously not. I, I like to joke. Uh, I took I'll a, let the Spider-Man right one. <laughs> I took a joke from uh, War of the Worlds. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah. I, I like to take. I like that joke that Tom Cruise uh, shares with D- Dakota Fanning uh, in the movie. Uh, and I tell this to my kids because they'll they'll say, "Hey, Dad, do you know?" So I say, I tell them, um, "Don't you know? Between me and my brother, we know everything." And then they'll <laughs> ask me, "Okay, so what do you know about this?" I'm like, "Oh, that's the one my brother knows." <laughs> that's the one my brother knows. <laughs> awesome! Awesome. Well, Luis, it was uh, awesome having this podcast session with you. Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, do another one. What's what's our next episode? Uh, I don't know. We have something working now, but I don't, I don't remember what it was. <gasps> the Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect. We talked about a podcast, but it never really happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also huge news. Our podcast is now, will now, at, after this thing publishes, we should be on most major podcast platforms. Yeah, so you know, uh, thanks, thanks, thanks to everyone who's listening. Uh, it means a lot to us, really. Uh, it does. And it'd be it'd be great to have, like Juan just mentioned, anyone come on or give a little segment or a little piece. We'd welcome it. We'll welcome it. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you so much.